everyone. Welcome to the newest episode of On That Note with Parker Whirling. Today's guest is an incredibly talented singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, and producer based in Grand Rapids, Michigan. She just released her newest song in three years called Do You Know What I Mean? and it's an incredible mesh of indie and synth pop. Before we get this episode started, please make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And on that note, please welcome Marsfade. I'm sitting here with Marley Ferguson, a.k.a. Mars Fade. Uh, thank you for joining me for an episode of On That Note. First of all, congratulations on the release of your new single, Do You Know What I Mean? It's your first release in like three years since your 2018 EP, Fall In Love. So congratulations on that. Uh, what was the reason for such a, a long pause in release? And how does it feel to have it out now? Thank you, Parker. Thank you for having me. Um, I think part of like the reason why I needed to take that gap was uh, just to like revamp like the reason why I was like doing music in the first place, kind of. I think after the first like EP, everything was going like really fast. Like I like started this project, like instantly got signed, like instantly had to put out this EP and it was all just really like quick, which I was really thankful for at the time. But it didn't really, like, give me a chance to, like, process, like, what I was doing and why I was doing it. And so after, like, touring the EP a bunch and playing South by Southwest and doing these things, like, I just, like, realized that I just, like, felt completely, like, empty. (laughs) And so I was, like, I need to, like, figure out my mental health and, like, get this, like, in check and kind of figure out, like, how to do this, like, safely for myself before I, like, enter this industry. Like, I want to be, like prepared like emotionally to like handle it and everything um and so I think that was like the biggest reason for like that like kind of silence I'm also just like a really shy like introverted person so it was also just like necessary for me to kind of pull back from like social media and all that stuff for a while and just like focus on like my love for music and like kind of bringing that back to the forefront instead of like thinking about everyone else and everything else like and letting that kind of crowd like my vision for like what I want to do with my art. That's a very responsible move to make. That's interesting how it seems like most people when they go into this, you hear about these stories where they do get everything that they want. Like they they've wanted, you know, to be signed with a label. They wanted to tour. They wanted to, you know, have the fans. And then suddenly they get it and it's like this whirlwind and they don't know how to handle it because you've never been in that position before and it's all go 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 out of nowhere and I would imagine that that can be a very stressful situation so that is a very responsible thing to do and it can kind of be encouraged to to not worry about that you're like just you know put your head to the grindstone and just keep going but if you can't take care of your mental health you're not going to be able to perform the way you want to and you're not going to be doing it for the reasons that are really necessary. Yeah, I guess I could kind of like foresee it becoming like an issue for me. And so I was like, I'd rather like step back now and like get myself together and reenter it with like the right perspective rather than just like forcing it all to like happen like in like just kind of following like that like I don't know, societally, like, chain of events, kind of, where you just have to, like, 
do what you're told I kind of was like you know what like I'm gonna kind of break this pattern and just like get everything sorted out within me so that I know when I am like doing this that I'm ready to do it and that I feel confident in myself and like like I'm not gonna let this industry break me essentially what is that perspective change for you like how do you look at these how do you look at music now compared to how you did before Um, I think it was almost coming back to it with like the childlike wonder of just being like excited about music because like it's like something that's beautiful and it's something that I've always like done like and like made music in order to like heal myself and like feel like I'm able to like resolve like issues and like hurt in my life and so I think once that started to like lose itself and I started to like focus more instead on like what do people want to hear like what should like my sound be like what like all these like questions of like outside of that original like just like love of like music I think like kind of pulling myself back into center around like it being like writing songs for like myself like writing songs to like deal with like trauma and deal with like different emotions that like come in like life I think that has been like kind of for me the perspective that has made everything like feel right again and like gave me like a security and knowing that like it's not all gonna like cause me like some big downfall. (laughs) That's amazing and music is supposed to be something that brings you joy you're not supposed to be doing it because I mean of course you want to make money but like if if you're just thinking about other people and and things that you know don't make you feel like you're doing it for the right reasons or something that gives you a purpose. I would imagine that that's such a a slog, like it really can bring you down and you can shove it off and be like, no, like I'm fine. I'm fine. But if you're honest with yourself, it's, it, it would make more sense to take a step back and say, let's go about this the right way. And with this new song, did you feel like there was anything different about the way you approached it either lyrically or producing or just writing in general compared to your previous EP? I think with the EP like I was just really excited to be like making music on my own and so like that was kind of like the feelings that like went into it it was just like this is like my first time like just completely doing this myself and like not being in a band and like I think there's some really like amazing aspects of that because it's just so cool to like create something that is just a like pure representation of like you. Um, But there's also some like hardships that come with being a solo artist because you don't have that like community around you or people to lean on or support you um, through like the industry and through like the changes that come with it. And um, so for this new song, I think like I just really was excited to, have like a creative spark again and just feel like I was able to jump back into like just like creating like on my own and feeling like confident in my writing because I had written a lot of songs after the EP um, was released and some of them I still like but most of them I did not like at all and I was just getting frustrated with that and I think it goes back to that feeling of like I was trying to make stuff that other people would like instead of just like purely like making something that I was like I like this this is like represents like me and so with the new single I finally felt like I had that where I was like this is like something that I like feel happy with and I love and I like 
want to put out into the world just because like I love it and if anyone else loves it then that will be special that is really why we do it in the first place because that raw emotion that that connection isn't really something that you can describe I was going to ask like oh how did you know but like that's kind of a that's not really a good question because it's like you can't really answer that. You don't really know why something connects to you a certain way right now and the other ones maybe didn't. It's not, and you can still like your other songs that you did write, but some of them just, you know, there's a hierarchy. Some of them really just stick with you and you feel like it's necessary not only for yourself, but for the audience that listens to your music to hear this song right now because it really describes what you're going through at this moment and that's interesting what you say about you know being a solo artist because I have a soft spot in my heart for people who write and record and produce all their music you know on their own and I know you had some help on the uh, the production or the mixing end um, but it is a hard thing to do to wear all those hats at once uh, so what to you are some of the challenges what are some of the rewards and what like what's your favorite part of it all? My favorite part of it all is definitely the music. I mean, I like have always gravitated towards music since I was like really, really young. And at first it just started by me writing like songs, like lyrics and melodies when I was in elementary school, but then I started to like learn how to play instruments. And I never I never would have like believed that I like had the power within me to like produce. Like that like seemed so scary to me when I was younger. Like it just seemed like this like magic thing that like was like almost like just like blocked away, like so far away from like me. And so like to get to like a point where like now like I'm able to like produce like a whole song myself is just like it's just so empowering. And like now I just like want like everyone to know that like it's possible so like that's like a big part of like what I do now is like try and empower like younger especially like teenage girls and stuff like to realize that like they're totally capable of doing that and so like I think there's like this empowerment that comes with being like a solo artist and like just like having like full creative control and like there's also like a lot of like really scary stuff about it like even with this new song I was terrified like terrified to put it out because I didn't know how it was gonna like I didn't know how people were gonna respond to it because I went into it with this like energy of like I like this and like I like am proud of this but then there's this reality of like I didn't think about what the world's gonna think about this and now I have to face it because I'm putting it out and like it's going to be like something that people will judge and people will like tell me their thoughts on and that became really scary because then it's like I haven't really considered like what the world would think about this song and now it's out there and like that's like a a real part of being like an artist and when you're a solo artist like all that critique just like feels so personal because it's like something that only your hands have like really touched and like like you brought it into the world. So it's definitely like, there's definitely a lot of pros and a lot of cons, but I think like overall, like I've been in plenty of bands and like, I think this is just the most right for me because it allows me to like, I don't know, just like really like empower myself, like through like the challenge, the challenge of like producing something by myself, the challenge of like, having to like be responsible for like all these different aspects that come with like being an artist and I think that it just like is able to give me like this like 
safety and security too and like knowing that like I control like what happens with this like someone else like isn't going to like hurt me through this because I've been hurt before in like bands where like someone like you know like hurts me and then like the art is then lost like all this like momentum and like art and stuff that we've worked towards is then like lost because of like someone else's action so it's nice to have like that level of control where like I know that I can always keep doing this like as long as I want to make music like this project will exist and that is so exciting to me to know that like I'm in control of its longevity yeah and what you said about being in bands and how that community can hurt you is not something I've really thought about too much or talked about too much because I do try to emphasize the um, the positive aspects of community on this show. But you're so right that, you know, you can be in the wrong community. You can find yourself in a band or in a group that you don't realize until later is actually maybe not looking out for your best interests. And, and that could be only because they have their own issues with self-confidence. And it could be easier to just attack someone else's art and put it down for their own sake. And it's a healthier thing to do to separate yourself from that. And that's really cool that you were able to find your own voice and your own stability in yourself, because that's that's a hard thing to do, whether you're an artist or not. And that's just that is pretty uh, that's an interesting perspective that I guess I never really thought of. But it's very gratifying to know that you're the one who is from beginning to end in control and creating this. But it's also scary to know that, you know, you're getting all that critique as well. And that last week of like, before you put it out can be terrifying because you've been working so hard on this thing and you're just thinking about how awesome it is. And then you realize like, oh wait, I've got to like share this now and other people have to hear it. And, and that is why we do it in the first place, but it doesn't make it not scary. Yeah, I was definitely nervous about this song. I think especially just because it's like a totally like random and different like song structure. Like it doesn't follow like kind of like the typical like verse and chorus kind of like style that I feel like is like most commonly found. So I was nervous that of how people would respond to it. Um, But like at the same time, like I just have to always come back to reminding myself that like, like I'm making music because I love music and like if people hate it or if they love it like at least I'm like did it you know at least I made a song and like the song wasn't in the world before and now it is and that's like such a cool feeling to me like that like just makes my whole body buzz knowing that like as like artists like any form of art like we're able to like bring something new into like the world and I think that is like the stem of it all and it's like so beautiful and like just like at like just breaking it all down just into that like makes it like I don't know so special so what kind of advice would you have for you know up-and-coming artists or someone who hasn't really gotten into producing and they really want to start and you know maybe specifically teenage girls like you said you want to be kind of a um I I don't know I don't want to put words in your mouth but a role model in a way you know someone that somebody can look up to and say hey they they did it they look like me I can do it too. What would you say to someone like that? I think the biggest thing that like I wish I would have heard when I was that age is just that like you like can do it. Like it sounds so simple, but I I I work with a lot of like teenage girls and like 
teaching them production and teaching them like I don't know like guitar and bass and and so a big thing that I hear a lot is that they just have this like idea in their head and I'm I think it kind of stems just from society in general but it seems that a lot of them have this thought like that they can't they're unable to do something like like they can't like it's just almost this block that's like in their mind and so once we're able to like break that down and like show like them like you actually can do it like you can produce a song it's really not that scary and it's not like there's no like gatekeeping for it like it's open to anyone and anyone can do it like I think once they get to that point of realization like it just like breeds this like excitement and creativity and like empowerment and so I think for like anyone who wanted to like do music like I would just tell them like you can do it like just do it like that's literally it sounds so simple but to me that's the biggest thing that was holding me back like as a teenager like I really didn't think that I like had it in me to be able to produce or to be able to mix or like to be able to be an engineer like I thought that that was like roped off for people who were so much better and so much more impressive and so just like realizing and like learning that you like have the power in you to like do what you want with like your art and with music like I think that's like the first step. So was there a breakthrough moment for you where you realized you could do it like was there a singular moment or was it kind of a build-up? It was definitely a build-up and it took a long time like it definitely was not something that like overnight I was just like oh my gosh I can be a producer like it took a lot of like years of like trying and like kind of like pushing myself to not give up on it and then also like just like rebuilding like my like perspective on myself because I had like gotten so down on myself about it and I felt like like I wasn't good enough to be able to like produce I thought I wasn't like smart enough all these things and so kind of rebuilding those and like understanding like wow I really like am able to do this I think like the biggest thing for me was once I started making drum beats that was it for me like once I started making drum beats I realized like I could do anything because that was always the thing that that held me back I would like record like all these synths and like guitars and vocals and I'd be like oh like like this would be like so cool if I could like finish it you know if I could like actually have like it be a full production and to me that was like adding drums so once I figured out how to program drums it was like the whole like that was just the floodgate of like being like wow like I really can do anything I want and then like I can make anything I want I can do any like song because I can do everything in it and it was just like so that was kind of like one of the bigger moments in it for me. That's funny because I feel like that was sort of similar for me because I played in bands and I would play drums. And to me, like you, you didn't program drums, you recorded a live drum set. So unless you had all the proper equipment and like the right drum room and all that, like you weren't going to do it. And then I discovered, I mean, splice, but you don't even need splice. You can just do logic or Ableton, uh, you know, what do you call it? Default drums that they have. And it sounds pretty good. And so there you go. Like anybody who is looking to get into it, just work on some drum stuff and you'll realize like you can produce a whole song like right there. Yeah, I think more and more people are coming to that like understanding too, which is just super exciting to see that like it is becoming more accessible and like people are like learning it themselves and like experimenting and just like 
figuring out what works for them. And I think that that is like cool to see, especially in like the younger generations, because that would have like, like, I can't even imagine like if I would have had like the confidence in myself to like start this, like at a younger age, like that's just so exciting to think because there's just so much like untapped, like creativity and stuff like in those years, like with all the hormones and like just like stress that you're going through. Like, it's just crazy to think like that, like, it's just gonna like continue to like grow like through like generations and become something that people find at an earlier and earlier age. Yeah, it's truly incredible that we do have the access that we do nowadays because I mean, I also feel like if I was younger and I or I had the confidence when I was younger, I would have certainly gone full throttle into it, you know, because it, it really is a mental barrier of not thinking you can do it because that's meant for someone else. It's not meant for you, but that's not true. And thinking back to like, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, even even the 90s, like the amount of technology that you had in your home, you couldn't really like record an album with unless you really were spending a lot of money. So you had to go to a studio and that's a lot of money. So that that's like such a gate right there that is totally not there anymore. And like Steve Lacey from the internet, he recorded his EP on his iPhone and it sounds incredible. So it's like you don't there's not really any excuse. It's all on you at that point. Yeah, it's crazy to see how much it's changed. And I think it's like really encouraging and like exciting um, just to see like what people are able to like create like without having to like spend all that money like I've always kind of been a believer that like it's about like the person not like the instrument so like you don't need like the fanciest equipment to like make like a really good song like if a song is good and if like you like put your heart and your emotions into it then it doesn't matter like so much like the quality of the microphone that you're using or like (laughs) like what like like what plugins you own like it really like anyone can make something that is like that moves people and that like gives them emotion and feeling um without like having to yeah like go through all these like hoops like any more of like paying like thousands of dollars to like record a song it's it's like I think it's cool because it allows for more perspectives to be brought into the mix and like different people from different like ways of life like are then able to like participate in like putting out music and I think that's like what we need is more perspectives and like more takes like out there and like that's what for me like I love about music is hearing somebody else's perspective and then like sometimes like relating to it and being like I feel that too and so I think the more voices that are there like that's just so much like more filled and more beautiful yeah and it's crazy the kind of inspiration that we can get now like I don't feel like you know genres are already so subdivided like crazy like I think in reality like we do need genres you know to be able to communicate certain things but at the end of the day like you know I can now listen to like like an electronic doom metal band in you know Nigeria and be like and have so much influence from that whereas 30 years ago I wouldn't have even heard of them because of the lack of access and like the internet has just changed the game for you know the ability of for people to just uh put out their own stuff and let the world decide if it's good or not and not that you need that kind of validation like you shouldn't need that it should just be for like you said you know 
for your own self and to feel confident like, oh, I can do this. But the fact that you can uh, reach across the world and get a totally new perspective on music and life is just incredible. And uh, I, I do want to ask you, I'm very curious, what inspired the name change recently from Fade to Mars Fade? So literally the main reason that I changed it is just to make it easier to find. I feel like with like Fade just being like a common word and then also there being like a million people who like use that for various things, like whether that be music or like other like parts of like art, like it was just really like felt very like claustrophobic trying to like find my music and so like changing it to Mars Fade to me just like made sense because it was like it's so much easier to like just like for people who like have never heard of me before like just to like quickly find my music and access it so that was a big part of it and then another part of it is just the fact that like it just felt like a little bit more like close to me I don't know how to like it's a feeling kind of but like it's just like because my name is Marley, like, people have always called me Mars my whole life, and so, like, just adding in that little, like, personal part, like, it almost, like, ties together in a funny way with, like, what I was describing about, like, trying to, like, bring everything back to, like, the right, like, reasons, like, so the right reasons for making music and, like, having the name be, like, connected to me, like, just, like, pulls it, like, back into, like, that, like, special place of, like, music, like, I make music, like, because I love music, and, like, it's like, I don't know. I, I think that the biggest reason, like, to be completely honest, is just so that it's easier to, like, locate my music places. That's a great reason, though. Like, you really do need that. I uh, I had, like, a pseudonym a few years ago when I first released any music at all called Focal Feature. And it wasn't, I mean, that wasn't, like, too hard to look up or find. But as I started thinking about making music, more it was like I mean I do other things besides music and like I shouldn't be afraid to put my name on it like my actual name like yeah I like the name focal feature but it you know my name is about as personal as it gets and I felt like for me that was a reason why it made sense and it sounds like to you it makes it you know a little bit more personal as well and and unique to you as opposed to just throwing up a name out there that kind of sounds cool or sleek just to, I don't know, put out an image, which is totally fine. But, you know, it's really to each their own. Yeah, I think it just felt like the right time too with like, just like coming back, like after this kind of like period of being so like reclusive, it just felt like the right like time to like bring in like this like new era and like just right. kind of like start like fresh almost so. So you're with Luminel Records, right? Yes. So uh, I like to talk to people about record labels on here because when I was kind of getting into music, there was a long time where I just didn't know how record labels worked. I didn't know how important they were. I didn't know really a difference between an indie label and a big label. So what has been your experience with them so far? And uh, what kind of advice would you give to someone who is thinking about getting with a label or maybe a label has approached them and they're not quite sure if they should sign with them or if they should are there any red flags are there things you should look for absolutely that's such a good question I think that like right now like we're in such like a like period of time in the industry that's like everything is changing and like 
the accessibility like we were talking about is like so drastically different than it was a few years ago that I think it can go either way. The reason like for me that I love like working with Luminel is because like the people are like really, really good people. Like they are some of us like the top people. Like they're just so kind to me and like they're like all friends with each other, which is like so cool and like rad. Like they're like it just is like it has this like atmosphere of like they are in it like for the right reasons, you know, like they are not like just trying to make money off of people. They love music. And like that's kind of like what like I feel like this label like blossomed out of is just this like love for like music and for like undiscovered like indie like artists. And so I feel really, really lucky to get to work with them because I think a lot of times like if you're working with a label and they're not like good people with your best interest in heart, then that is where it can kind of become a slippery slope. And so in my case, I'm like super, super lucky because these like people are just like really kind and good and like they want what's like best for me and they're super patient with me and just like just like almost it's almost like they're friends first and then like management and label like second which I think is important and I think a lot of times that's missing from the equation and so that's where like I think it can be like kind of like a dangerous thing to like give over like your art like to someone who like is using it for the wrong reasons or like using you for the wrong reasons in a way what would be those wrong reasons to you you know to someone who has no idea like what you know what kind of power a label could have over you like what would be those red flags I think like you'll be able to feel like a difference in like the way that like they communicate with you and like talk to you and stuff but I think like obviously like the biggest red flag is just like capitalism and like money at the forefront of every conversation and like that being the driving force I think like working with like a label who wouldn't like accept like your creativity or like support you or like be like honest with you is like also another red flag I think that right now like to be completely like transparent I don't think that people need to work with a label I think that you are able to market yourself and we're seeing it more and more I mean these artists that are just like coming out of nowhere and like getting like all these like streams and just like kind of blowing up before they work with a label and then like labels are trying to jump on them like hey work with us work with us like we see that happening so much now because of the internet like people are able to like get themselves out there in creative ways and like spread like their music and like if um I think like there when I was like growing up there was like this like thought like that you like had to be on a label in order to like be successful and I think that's no longer like the equation so I think people are able to like be more like thoughtful and like kind of like almost I think they should at least be more like wary about like signing with a label and like making sure that it's the right fit for them um because like otherwise you can get taken advantage of I mean I've it's happened to people that I know it happened to my dad like sometimes like these major like record labels just don't have like your art in the heart of like what they're doing they have like dollar signs in their eyes and they're just excited at the opportunity for them to like 
make more money off of you, which is just the reality of it. It sounds dark, but it's like, if you think about it like that is what their job is. So mm-hmm. I think you have to be really careful in like making those decisions. And like, yeah, luckily I knew like the people from Luminel like before I signed with them, like I had already known them. So I already trusted them. And I think that was a big part of what made me feel comfortable with like signing with them is because like I knew like the quality of people that they were going into it and that made me feel secure. And so it's it's a unique situation and it's hard like to give advice like as far as record like major record labels go because I've never worked with one. I'm, I've only worked with indie labels and I think that to me like personally I prefer indie labels because I think that you're more likely to find that situation like with Luminal where they're like people who like are in it because they love music and because they want to like uplift these like artists who are just starting out and like they want like these like songs and these people to be heard yeah that makes sense uh was Luminal I'm assuming very supportive of your decision to take a couple of years off there They were, surprisingly, they were so, like, just comforting and, like, kind about it. And, like, yeah, they're completely understanding. I mean, they, like, obviously really, like, mental health is super important to them as well. And so, like, I was, like, really taken back by, like, how, like, just understanding and, like, patient they are with me. And, like, the fact that they still wanted to, like, put out this new single was just, like, it meant so much to me. And, like like I said, I just feel so, like, lucky that these people are, like, the people that are around me and I think that's like a big thing as an artist is to really be careful with like who you're choosing to surround yourself with and who you're choosing to work with like whether that means like your bandmates or like your label or like even like management or like anything like the any people that you're putting around you are going to like influence you and like have an effect on like your emotions and your art and so I think that's like a really like key part of like these decisions that you make like daily like as an artist is just surrounding yourself with people who are going to like lift you up and make you like feel loved and supported couldn't have said it better myself you have to be around positive people otherwise you're just going to be you're just going to be depressed all the time and you won't know why it's just you'll be fe- you'll be fed that negative energy and that really like it takes a toll on you after a while absolutely (laughs) well that's a great transition here into the last five where i'm just going to ask you five quick questions and we'll be done sounds great all right number one is in the studio or playing live playing live for me is definitely where i like feel the most like energy and like excitement about music interesting i was gonna guess that you would have said in the studio just because the way we were talking about the studio it seemed like you had such a love for it but what what about live compared to the studio makes you pick that one I think it's just I've always like felt like as like a really like awkward and shy person like when I get on stage like that's like when I'm actually myself it's so weird and like I didn't notice it about myself until other people pointed it out. Like my like teachers in like high school would be like, oh my gosh, like when you like perform like in the talent show, like you're like this like totally like different, like confident version of yourself. Like I didn't know you had that in you. And like it started to like kind of like make me realize like, oh yeah, that's like where I feel like most right in life. And so like I love recording songs and like I love like making music but like 
the real win in it for me is like when I get to like perform the music and like see people's like reactions like right then and there and be with them in that. That's such a classic story. I love that. You know, like you get on stage and you don't even realize that you're being your most vulnerable or your most uh, your most yourself until other people point it out. And you're like, yeah, I guess I really did enjoy that. And then now you got the bug. Like you're not going to go back. <laughs> yes. Question number two is what is a perfect album front to back? I think a perfect album is a timestamp of that period of like that artist's life and like some of like the elements that maybe that would include for, like in my perspective would be like some kind of a like it doesn't even have to be a theme I think it's fine for like each song to be and like live in its own world but I love like when like an album like when you listen through it and it like flows right you know like there's like that just that like whether it be like transitions between songs or just like the way that it's pieced together like tells like a greater story do you have any examples of what you would say are some of some perfect albums out there hmm one album that i really 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 love is uh by this band um from the 90s called the sundays hmm, i haven't heard of them so they're like basically i liked i used to describe them as um the smiths with a girl singer oh cool they have like i don't know they're just super cool you should definitely check them out but they're like one of my biggest influences and they have this album called blind and like I could listen to that like I have listened to that like just on repeat like the whole album on repeat like not even just a couple of songs but that is one for me that like just came to my mind immediately um but another one would probably be The Cure Disintegration Okay you know I haven't really listened to too much of The Cure and I feel bad cuz obviously everyone cites them as such a huge band of the 80s and and just a big influence so I'll have to listen to that and also Blind by the Sundays, right? Yes, exactly. Okay, cool. Those are both going on the list. Question number three is who's your dream artist or producer to work with? And before you answer, I like to put down a couple of what I think would be good answers. And I wrote The Cure just because I know you did a cover of their song. Yeah, that is pretty accurate. I feel like Robert Smith has definitely been like a... I don't know. I, it's not even just like the music that he makes, but it's like him as like, I just like feel like he just loves music and he's just like authentic. So I would love to like work with him. I feel like I think he just like is a like, I just get the like feeling that he's just a good person. And I love that. So I think that is like definitely something I would consider in like picking who I'd want to work with. It's just somebody who I feel like is just a good, like solid person. Um, but, like, as far as, like, any, like, modern artists, I definitely want to eventually collaborate with my friend Lindsay. She goes by the name, uh, artist named Negative Gemini. I feel like I've heard of that name. Like You should really definitely listen to her music. Yeah, yeah, that sounds really familiar for some reason. Hmm. Yeah, I think her and I would, like, be able to make something just absolutely insane if we work together. So that's on my list of, like, actual, like, people I might, like, actually collaborate with. <laughs> nice, yeah. I also uh, I also wrote down Gus Dapperton. I don't know if you know him. I do. He played at the, like, outside 
outside of this venue in Austin, Texas that I was playing the inside of the same night. Oh, and it was wow. crazy because there was just like so many cool people there. And I was like, whoa, what is this? I didn't get to watch him because I was also performing at the same time. But next, I, time. next time I would love to see like him perform. Yeah. I also put down Beach House because I figured why not? I feel like that'd be a great combination there. That would be incredible. Beach House is so good. They really are. They, uh, I've had, um, not Levitation is not the name of the album, right? Uh, the one with like just the the red, like the oh, maroon. I have that. Uh, in my depression car. is it? Yeah, depression, depression cherry? cherry. Yeah, I always forget the name because I don't think they actually have a song called Depression Cherry. I don't think so either. Yeah, they're super good. I like they were one of the first like synth bands I ever listened to. Mm-hmm. I was like in high school and I was just like, "What is this? Like, this is so cool!" Like, because before then I only really liked like old music, like eighties music, because like it was just so like I don't know, like I just love it. And so like to hear like like Beach House for the first time, I remember like where I was the first time I heard Beach House. Like, yeah. I was like in my friend's car and I was just like what is this like this is so like just like right and so I think that is like probably influenced me a lot into like just loving like making synth music yeah they do so much with so little I think that's sort of the allure for me when I was like there's only like a couple cents a drum machine and her beautiful voice and sudden like somehow they pull it together to make like just amazing music yeah, they have some really good albums too. That might Shout be another one. House. Yeah. Well, question number four is what's on your musical rotation right now? I've been listening to, hmm, I wonder if I should pull up my Spotify because I should. thought that People would give me some good time. answers. Because sometimes I just can't think of what I actually listen to. Like, it's just so like, it's in one the of those moment. questions that nobody thinks about. Like, or like mm-hmm. you, you, you could answer at any time until somebody actually asks you it yes and then you go blank yep so (laughs) i love listening to sizza i definitely listen to her all the time i think like she's just like one of the best out there right now um i listen to like wow i listen to so many of like my friends music like that's like literally was like coming up on spotify so i've got like my friend devin like who's in this uh, project called ramonda hammer um and then like my friend um jordan who is in this project called heaven honey like these are just all like what i'm reading off of spotify so it's mostly my friend's music and like i think listening to like just like more like obscure stuff like that like still is yet to be like discovered by like the like majority of the population (laughs) (laughs) well that's great you're giving your friends the plug there what were the names again so my friend Jordan's in a project called Heaven Honey that's just wonderful. And then my friend Devin is Ramonda Hammer. Um, and then like those two projects are vastly different, but I I listen to so many different kinds of music. Like I don't have like one style of music that I listen to. Like I don't just listen to like synth music. Like like the Sundays when you listen to them, you'll definitely like tell it's it's pretty like different than the music I make. And like, mm-hmm. but I I think that's like, cool i like pulling like inspiration from like different genres like ramonda hammer is definitely like more like almost like 90s like grunge <laughs> like, like it's like more like rock than like like music like that i make but i think that's just like like wonderful i just love listening to like all different kinds of like 
genres and like just hearing like what people are doing and like what like I think I've always been attracted to like what like makes people different and I think that's like one of those things that like just makes me excited is like realizing that like everyone has different music tastes and like just being able to like explore like other people's tastes is so exciting. Well, for somebody who has such eclectic music taste, I'm curious what you'll say for the last question here, which is what's your favorite decade of music? 80s. I have to do it. But I think as of recently, like, so it's always been the 80s. Like, I've always just, like, felt like that music just, like, makes me want to, like, dance. But it also, like, has, like, it has this, like, cool thing where there's, like, like, oh, my gosh, one of my favorite bands is Depeche Mode. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and I love, like, I love that they have, like, this, like, dancey sound, but then, like, also sometimes they just, like, have, like, these, like, heartbreaking songs that are just, like, super, like, slow and, like, like almost, like, ballads, um, and I like when bands combine that, which I think is something The Cure does super well, like, they combine this, like, super, like, dark, like, sad, like, lyric- lyrics with, like, just kind of, like, a, like, bop, <laughs> and I yeah, think that's I something... Like- Sorry, yeah. go ahead. No. no, I just think that's something like that I want to like explore more. It's just like finding that like strange balance. Yeah, yeah, it is interesting to think about really poppy sounding songs that are really kind of have you know some dark lyrics. I think like the 1975 has done a great job at that. Um, to name a you know a more modern band, but uh, I haven't really listened to Depeche Mode either. To be honest, the 80s is probably the decade I would say is my least favorite and that's I know it's like some people are like what the fuck is wrong with you but like I don't know it's not that I don't like the 80s it's just compared to the other ones it's probably my least that I've like delved into because when I think of 80s I think of like hair metal and that's about it and that's I know it's I know it's not it but that's what I know but that is so true because like I think that's like where I could get myself into trouble by just saying the 80s is because like there is like like the general like main like music that was happening at the, during the 80s is not what I like like I don't like like the cheesy like pop stuff like I think it's more of like the like weird like underground stuff that was happening because like this is like a time when like since in like midi like and like all these like elements were like first like kind of like making their way into like everybody's music and so I think that like exploration and like the like experimental aspects that like came with that like just like are super like interesting to hear like the foundations of like what like made like electronic music you know like I think that's like more of like the 80s that speaks to me is like those like projects that were just like going crazy with synths and just trying to like and sampling stuff and just like going like I don't know into this like new like they're just like marching into this like new like technology like a new territory yeah that has not a new been territory discovered yet and that's like the 80s music that like makes me like super excited um but i i think like honestly like as of recently like i'm like really falling in love with like the music of now like there's so much cool stuff right now that like part of me like is like ready to like part with that and just like fully like dive into like everything happening now like i think there's just like so much good like art being made right now and it's hard because there's so much it's hard to sift through and like really find like what like speaks to you but when you find that stuff it's just like so like I don't know it's so special and like 
I think there's a lot of good music to be found right now. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's funny when people are like, oh, new music this, these days sucks. Like all the good stuff was back then. You're like, well, maybe you're just not trying hard to like really find the cool stuff out there. And uh, I talked with a guy, um, his name, uh, or his name's Noah. He's with a band called Simon Spine. And he said something that was really interesting to me. Like um, pretty much at any point in time, you could go back 15 years and show show that music of now to people 15 years ago and their heads would like explode like with how it sounded but not really nowadays like if you went back to 2006 and you showed people stuff that had been made now it wouldn't be quite the jump that you could back in the day but i do think the counter to that for me was like what we said earlier which is how easily accessible everything is like that would probably blow people's minds in 2006 you're like all you have is this you know laptop and an audio interface and you could make that I think that's what would blow people's minds back then yeah that makes complete sense I think wait is that Noah from Barry yeah I literally know Barry because oh, really? my yeah my old my last band I was in before I started being Mars Fade was um signed to Winspear. is that the same label that barry's uh, on oh okay cool wow yeah. that's funny who knew i know that's he, wild <laughs> he's a great guy and i was i also was like holy shit he's in barry i had no idea that's that's really cool so shout yeah, out to noah such a small at world Spine. yeah that's been one really cool thing about doing this podcast is just seeing the little connections like when i ask certain people to come on and I'm like oh hey like how come this person follows you and you're like oh like we're friends you're like oh shit like it's just (laughs) cool like the more I do it the more the world gets smaller you know yeah that's what I love about like music and touring too is like you just like start to like build this community of like all these like different musicians from like all over the place that you just like know and like respect each other and it's just like this like I don't know it's like I feel like you just start to have friends from everywhere and that's just like Uh, like something I never considered as being part of like this like lifestyle but it really is like really just pretty to get to see like all those like relationships that just kind of like grow out of like being a musician yeah it's truly a great thing well Marley Ferguson aka Mars Fade thank you for joining me for an episode of On That Note Everyone needs to go check out your new single, Do You Know What I Mean, which is out on Luminel Records, on Spotify, Apple Music, all that good stuff. Uh, People should go follow you at Marsfade on Instagram. Uh, And once again, thank you for coming on the show, talking about your creative process. This was such an enlightening conversation. Thank you so much, Parker. It's been such a pleasure to be here. Thank you again for joining me for another episode of On That Note with Parker Whirling. If you haven't yet, please make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube and Apple Podcasts, and you can even leave a comment down below to let me know who you're listening to. On that note, I'll see you guys next time.